0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Roundball Stew from NBC Sports Edge. I am Matt Straub. It is Monday, September 13th, and today we're going to be taking another look at some players whose ADPs, average draft positions, as of mid September might surprise us. We'll look at one of the stands out, standouts of last season's playoffs DeAndre Aiden plus Michael Porter Jr., some late round intrigue and more, all coming up in just a second. As we welcome in everyone listening on the podcast and watching live on YouTube, I'm joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, opening Sunday of NFL season is behind us. How'd that go for you?
1: Um, well, I had a great day. I played golden tea all <laughs> oh, weekend. So cool. My hand, my hand is feels like it's broken, Matt. Like, wow, I've got a bruise right there that is not going to go away anytime soon. But didn't lose. I have not lost in a while. Okay, riding a hot streak. We had the free red zone. Uh, over there at Johnny B's on the Direct TV, And, you know, we watched a lot of football. The first time ever, I'm only in one fantasy football league. I won my match pretty easily. Got some Dalvin Cook. I've got some Joey Mixon, who we looked back. I've drafted Joe Mixon in the second round in five straight drafts. Five, really? five straight years, I've had Joe Mixon. And I, I'm not a, I'm not really a Joe Mixon guy.
0: Yes, you are.
1: But he's, I always I always go running back, running back. And by the time I get to my second pick, he's the guy. He's there.
0: Wow. You're just staring the zero RB thing in the face and saying, no, thank you, huh?
1: Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm running back, running back, running back. Old school. Green row. Old school. I've got Darrell. I've got Darrell. What's his name? Darrell Henderson. Henderson. Darrell Henderson. Yeah. On my bench. He's on my bench. Wow. Wow. That's how we do it.
0: That's yeah. how we do it. That's how some people do it. That's how you do it. That's how I do it. So quickly does that does that golden tea bruised hand does that count as a sports injury? Or are we do we call that a sports injury?
1: You know, for a while there, I had an elbow golden an tea elbow, elbow, elbow issue. Yeah, and it was like a serious. Like it felt like I was injured. So I don't know that you can call it a sports injury. It's yeah. sort of like a yeah no. No, it's a bar game. Annoyance.
0: You're going to be the first man to have Tommy John surgery due to Golden tea. I can see it now.
1: <laughs> it's very possible that could happen.
0: Yeah, well, good times.
1: How'd your football day go? Did you enjoy the, the Atlanta Falcons? Oh,
0: it was a treat. It was a real treat. Those two early field goals were a delight in their 32-6 to loss. Uh, <laughs> it was fun to see Matt Ryan uh, just getting shellacked behind a shaky offensive line. I only thought of Justin Fields, who the Falcons passed on 182 times on the day. Pretty bleak times here for us Falcons fans.
1: Well, and I'm a I'm a Colts guy, as you know. And now we've gone from we've gone from Peyton Manning, yes, right, useful to Andrew Luck, who's just shut it down and got out. Then we had some Philip Rivers, and now we got Carson Wentz. Son, I knew Peyton Manning. Carson Wentz is not Peyton Manning. Uh, He's the opposite. Of Pikmin.
0: Philip Rivers was actually quietly okay last year. The old man, the old river. The old e- river. <laughs> he was not bad. They probably want him back right now. Yeah. He's coaching high school football, dude. Yeah.
1: But uh, I'm glad football's back. Uh, I, am too. I will say that. I am too. And I'm glad that the weather has broken. Like it feels like it's getting a little folly out there. Yep. It's good yep. times.
0: Nice. You can see that fall weather out the window while you're playing Golden tea.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, um, also, Adam, our, our buddy Adam Schefter.
0: Can we call him our buddy? Is that, is that a reach?
1: You know what? I direct messaged him yesterday on Twitter, and he immediately replied back and said, can't wait for Fantasy Hoops. I mean, that's, Twitter buddies. that's buddy territory, I think. You guys are Twitter buddies. But he was on his show yesterday, and, and at the end of it, somebody said only like... 40 days till fantasy basketball season gets here. And he was all jacked up about it. So they were talking about fantasy basketball on their football show.
0: And what a segue you've given us, because it's time for us to talk fantasy basketball right now. Yeah, We have five players to discuss today, whose ADPs in fantasy drafts, basing this off of Yahoo, stand out as notable for either good or potentially bad reasons. We're going to let you guys decide, but we're going to lay out the cases here. Let's start, Steve, with one of the heroes of last year's playoffs, a guy who played great in real life, was, as we know, soaring up your draft board throughout the postseason with every rebound he pulled down. I'm talking, of course, of DeAndre Ayton. His current (laughs) ADP on Yahoo, are you ready for this, is 29.5. Oh, man. I find myself thinking, wait, we're doing this again? We're taking DeAndre Ayton in the 20s of fantasy leagues again. And I'll quickly review, Steve, before I get your thoughts. Last year, 44th overall player on Basketball Monsters 9 category leaderboard. That's good. That's fine. 14.5 points per game, 10.5 boards, 0.6 steals, 1.2 blocks. That was the regular season. In the playoffs, this explosive, great real-life playoff performance, he was just short of 16 points, 12 rebounds, 0.8 steals, 1.1 blocks. So, slightly better in points and rebounds in playoffs, still not getting a lot of blocks. Why are we taking DeAndre Ayton early in the third round when he's probably going to finish in somewhere in the 40s again in fantasy?
1: I mean, it's one of life's great mysteries Matt really really is um I think people like young athletic big men with upside and that is who DeAndre Ayton is I have pulled up my top 200 rankings once again and I have okay my guy DeAndre Ayton at 37
0: okay that's what round four early round four in a 12 team league
1: which I'm okay with I am too what i'm not okay with and what you and i have had issues with in the past and we've talked about this extensively especially during the playoffs when DeAndre Ayton was on fire like he really did play well for the suns and he, he did it, he played he looked great like a different guy he lo- he just looked really really good but the problem is if you take Ja Morant or DeAndre Ayton with your second pick you're pa- you're leaving something on the table that you should not be leaving there
0: yeah i agree with that and Look, Phoenix is basically running it back. They're not in a situation where DeAndre Ayton suddenly is going to be that much more of a focal point. The only reason he could improve a little bit is because he's so young and there's just some natural progression that happens. But that progression, I don't know. It has to be closer to 20 and 11, 20 and 12, 18, 19 points per game, 11 and 12. And he has to get more blocks for it to be worth it, I think, where he is currently being drafted. So it sounds like we're in agreement, worth drafting, but try to wait. Two thirds of a round longer than what you're doing.
1: Well, I just I love the fact that we he's literally been on our minds forever. Like every week we did a podcast that, during the playoffs, we had to talk about Deander Eight. And we're like, okay, have you yeah. changed your mind yet? Because he keeps getting better. And we're like, no. And for me, I think my needle swung a little bit. Like, I think you would probably yeah. rank him around like forty eight. And I have him, what did I say? I had him at I've got him.
0: 37. 37,
1: yeah. But 37
0: even is better for, is, is significantly better for me than basically 30, which is where he's been going. So let's move to number two on our list. I'm a little surprised by this one, Steve, in a different way. Michael Porter Jr. broke out last season. Obviously, he was the number 27 player in nine Category Leagues, number 26 if you don't count the world-famous Kyrie <laughs> Thomas, who snuck into the first round of Basketball Monsters leaderboard. For Michael Porter Jr., though, 19 points per game, 7.3 boards. steals, 0.9 blocks, 2.8 three-pointers. This guy shot 54% from the field, Steve. But for some reason, after taking all that into consideration, already a top 30 player in fantasy, his ADP on Yahoo is 40.2. So it's almost like you've got Porter and Aiton flipped. Aiton, who was a top 40-something guy going in the late 20s, Porter, who was a guy in the late 20s going in the 40s, down is up, up is down. What is going on here?
1: It literally makes no sense to me. I can't wrap my head around this one, Matt. I've got Porter at nineteen. I've got him right after Chris Paul. And it, you know, if it came right down to it, I'm I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. before yeah. I take Chris Paul. So, I, yeah, no way. That's incorrect. I've also got Miles Turner in front of him. I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. before I take Miles Turner. Also, it doesn't make any sense. The, there is so much upside and so much talent and so much potential for MPJ that for him to still be on the board in round three of a fantasy draft is it's criminal. And now you're saying round, round four? four. Yeah.
0: Round four. No way. 40.2 on the, in the average Yahoo draft right now, he's there in the fourth round of a 12 team league. There's no way. Uh, there's no way. I certainly am not going to count on that in my leagues. If I can get him in the third round, I'm very happy.
1: Well, and let's also mention that this is very early ADP. Like there's it not is. a lot of fantasy hoops, uh, drafts going on right now. Um, No, true. But I I can't imagine his ADP being above 30 once we get down to it.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably going to rise too. So the next guy up coming in at number three, kind of a similar story in in a sense. This is a guy who is a perennial top 25 guy in fantasy leagues. He's done it three years in a row on a per game basis, top 25. Last year, he finished around 15 points per game, 14 rebounds per game, two blocks per game. In terms of numbers... He's basically DeAndre Ayton with more blocks and more rebounds, and he's going 11 picks later than Ayton on average at 41.1. You know who it is, Steve. Say it with me.
1: Capella! (laughs) 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 Oh, Jared.
0: Jared, Jared, Jared. Hi, Jared. Jared listens, by the way. Jared listens, and he comments on Twitter, and we're going to have him on here soon to argue with us about John Morant because he was all fired up about what we said about John Morant the other day. So upcoming episode maybe next Monday I gotta check with Jared's schedule we're gonna we're gonna yell at each other about John Morant so that should be fun
1: I like that idea a lot I actually man I'm just gonna say it I'm very easily swayed when it comes to this stuff like like you can make a comment that you don't even know you're not gonna remember three weeks from now yeah. and it'll stick in my head like chase Claypool love me some chase Claypool Guess who I have on my fantasy team? I have Chase Clickle. And and like when you're texting that to me, you're probably not thinking another thing about it, but then it gets in my head. Just like when Jared is sending me Capella Slack messages four times a week, uh, three times a day, each one of those days of the week. Like that gets in my head. I feel like I was too high on. Clint Capella, I've got him at 22. 22. That's aggressive.
0: I mean, it's honestly right where he should go. That's on his ADP. I would say the only reason it's aggressive is because there's a strange Capella discount in a lot of fantasy leagues every year. That's the only reason it's aggressive is for some reason, I you actually do get him close to 40. I, I did a mock draft with Jared for the NBC Sports Edge draft guide, I think about a week ago, and I did get Capella around there. And th- that's a bunch of people who play a ton of fantasy. So I think that... That's the only reason you're too aggressive, Steve.
1: Well, I'm too aggressive because he's. You can get him at 30 or 35 or 40, and for, yeah. so for me to rank him 22, I I don't feel like I need to take him there. I guess that that's the point. But he's a number 22 player. I think like he's he's legit.
0: I mean, he's a monster. the The weekly advantage in rebounds and blocks alone is worth it for Capella.
1: And as our as our other buddy Bob Rathman likes to say. Oh, Capella's hands. Just great hands. Who knew who knew Capella had such great hands?
0: Capella got a big uh, big contract extension this offseason. He's gonna be an Atlanta Hawk for a long time. So that's exciting.
1: And you have a Capella is, do I see a Capella jersey? No, this is a DeAndre
0: Hunter t shirt jersey. Jersey. Okay. All right. And about Chase Claypool, I'm I'm not sorry yet. I'm not sorry yet. I still like him. Kind of a quiet week one. Had a spectacular catch on the sideline on sort of a jump ball from Ben Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger is old, as we know, so that may be an issue. But I'm still tentatively excited about Chase Claypool in fantasy.
1: Yeah, I am too. Uh, And because I go running back, running back, running back, my wide receiver core is always – it's always a little dicey. And this year, we've got some chase – we got some Julio Jones in there, Matt, and he did not do much for the Tennessee Titans, so there's that.
0: No, the Titans scored 13 points. That was supposed to be a great offense, so a little, a little scary there, too. Yep. Okay, more to come in just a moment. We have two more names to hit on our list of five. We are now venturing outside the top 100, Steve, because number four on our list is another name that surprised me a bit when I was scrolling through the Yahoo ADP earlier this morning. Kyle Anderson, slow-mo, has an ADP of 103.7. Now, this comes on the heels of a breakout season where he was 66 overall in nine category leagues. This is one of those stat lines where, okay... None of this is going to knock your socks off, right? He averaged 12.4 points, 5.7 rebounds, 3.6 dimes, 1.2 steals, 0.8 blocks, 1.4 threes. Never turns it over, just 1.2 of those. Now, looking at the Grizzlies, I was I was thinking to myself, has anything changed to make Anderson fall in drafts? Well, they traded for Jarrett Culver, and they acquired Zaire Williams in the draft. Those are both lottery picks, but I don't think that's going to stop Slowmo from doing what he does, at least in the near future. And this is where I'll land on this. Close your eyes and look at Kyle Anderson's stat line. Then look at Mikkel Bridges' stat line. Mikkel Bridges going on average 52, nothing against him. But Kyle Anderson at 104, Mikkel Bridges at 52, that's kind of a no-brainer for me.
1: Yeah. Matt, I think you know, like, what do you think my, my feelings are about slow-mo? Oh, you love him. I do kind of love it. It's low-key love, though. It's not like...
0: Well, what, what other kind is there for a guy who plays that slow? You don't take it fast.
1: I'm not on rooftop shouting about (laughs) slow-mo Kyle Anderson, but...
0: You're just kind of gazing off into the distance thinking about him. Yeah.
1: If you picked him up last year at the end of your draft, or if you picked him up off waivers, he was fun. He was a fun fantasy player to have on your team. Absolutely. And his three-point prowess last year was was spectacular. Uh, I have Kyle Anderson at 77 on my list.
0: Yeah, absolutely appropriate. I love that. I I would take him at 77, gladly. And still, I mean, I think, again, nothing against Mikael Bridges, but you're based on what Bridges did last year, you're getting kind of similar points, rebounds, steals, blocks, and threes. Anderson actually gets more assists, like almost twice as many, 3.6 to, I think, 2.1 for Bridges, if my memory is correct. So I love Kyle Anderson. I think he's a fantastic, going to be a great value in drafts because... You just don't think of him as like upside, exciting, but take those upside guys and then take some more upside guys later. But before you do that, get a little slow-mo on your roster.
1: The slow-mo's not going to hurt you anywhere. Um, Also, there's the whole, like who knows what he's going to look like this year. Like he had a good season last year. Mm -hmm. He had to gain a bunch of confidence. He has to feel more superior to other people than he did last year. Like I feel like, there's a pretty good chance that he could build on last season's success and be even better this year. So there's a little bit of upside there with Slomo.
0: Number five on our list is a guy who appears likely to earn a starting job for the New Orleans Pelicans. That, Steve, is Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Just a reminder, in his final 13 games last season, now there were some injury issues in there, but his final 13 games, he put up 17.3 points, 4.4 rebounds, 3.1 dimes, 1.2 steals, 0. 0.8 blocks, and 2.83s. On average in drafts right now, this guy who put up those numbers late in the season and is likely starting for New Orleans is going 126.2 in Yahoo drafts. You can count me in on that one, and I'll probably make that pick a little earlier just to make sure I get him, 110 or something like that. What are your thoughts?
1: I've got NAW at 89.
0: 89. I love it. Aggressive.
1: And I like him. Man, when he was a rookie, I really thought he was going to play a lot and it, and actually I I thought he might make some noise for rookie of the year. Didn't happen. He got buried on roster. Um we really haven't seen very much of him in the three what season is he in? Is this his fourth year coming up? I feel like uh, it is.
0: I want to say it's his it could be his fourth or is his third or his fourth? Stand by. Let me look. Somewhere in there, and um, third coming up.
1: So it's only been it's only been two years. Okay,
0: it's been two years,
1: and it's been a quiet two years. But like he's going to be a good player, and I feel like they're going to let him start and put him in the spotlight this year. And like if there is a sleeper in fantasy hoops this year that I want on my team, it's it's NAW.
0: Agreed, and and that one twenty six point two. Not to say you should be trying to wait that late, but it's encouraging that he's going that late right now because I think that. Increase your shots of shot of getting him at or around number 100 maybe when draft day comes. Mm-hmm. Steve, that is it. That's our list of five. We flew through it. I think that was efficient and possibly even informative. Do you have any uh, other thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Thanks to neighbor Jacob for last week. That was fun. Oh, uh, um, yes. Yes. I'm going to work on getting some special guests lined up as the NBA season approaches. I think okay. we had a good time with, with Andy from Manchester last year. I think we're going to try to do that again. I'm sure Brian... Our our Guster buddy will be here, and hopefully we'll get some Shefty and some Bobby Rathman back in here too.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice to get Broadway Bob back on the show. Talk a little Hawks.
1: I think Broadway Bob loves being on our podcast. I think he's gonna do it.
0: We need to try to catch him soon, though, because he's gonna get busy soon. That's true.
1: It's true. It's, I mean, Hoops is almost here. I, it's what thirty something, thirty something days.
0: September thirteenth, and the season starts October nineteenth. Yeah, that's uh, thirty six days
1: ish. Something like that. Ish. About the same time, about the same number of days until my wife is trying to become the mayor. Wow. Um, we got signs up, man. We got signs all over North Georgia. It's very crazy. Wow.
0: We're going to have to get an election update uh, here soon. But for now, that is going to do it for us. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. We're going to be back on Friday as we continue our division previews. Last week, we hit the Atlantic, so check that out if you missed it. This Friday will be the Central Division. Nikola Vucevic and Chris Duarte on the same episode. I can barely contain my excitement. It should be fun. Thanks, everyone, for listening on the podcast and watching live on YouTube. Steve, thank you. I'll see you on Friday, I hope. Oh, yeah. Bye-bye.